0: I think if every leader, when they walked out on the floor, asked a percentage, even one person, what could I do to make your job safer today? That would go so far because it's telling them, hey, I care. Two, it makes them think about safety. And you may or may not get some real concrete ideas initially, but I think then you're going to start getting hazard recognition and solutions that are being provided. Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message.
1: Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with a special guest today as we continue to highlight our series on Ohio Safety Congress and Expo 2022 here in the great state of Ohio. If you have not already, I encourage you to go to www.ohiosafetycongress.com and register for the upcoming event that will be taking place on March 9th and 10th. This is a totally virtual environment this year with amazing speakers from all across the country and topics that you don't want to miss out on. And to help highlight what's going to be coming here to Ohio and virtually across the U.S., we've done a podcast series over the past several weeks interviewing the best of the best speakers that we are anticipating to hear at Ohio Safety Congress and Expo. So with us today to talk about managers and supervisors as EHS leaders, safety is everyone's job, is Diane Grote-Adams. Welcome, Diane, to the show.
0: Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me.
1: I am so excited to have you here. I'm just so passionate about safety and health, and especially leadership. That's just my area of forte. I really like looking at what we can do as safety leaders and change culture and just what we do to lead people. So tell us a little bit about yourself, though. How did you get into safety, and what's your background?
0: So I've been in safety and industrial hygiene for more than 40 years. I had to say that right out loud, but it's true. <laughs> and I started with the state. And when I got out of college, they were looking for health and safety people to be IHs. And I loved it, went back to grad school, and it's all I've ever done.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So you really have a, a in-depth understanding of industrial hygiene and all those pieces that, that come into play with that. So as we talk about this, you're, you know, you're with SafeX and you're focusing on how safety is everyone's job What is the idea behind this presentation this year?
0: So, you know, my early experience was I was the safety supervisor and I felt like most safety supervisors that the safety of everyone there was my job. And so you run around and you try to get everything done and you come to the realization, there's no way that I, one person can protect 600 people on three shifts every day and every day and overnight, right? So Mm -hmm. as I got more experience, what I started to recognize is I needed a team to help me. And that's really where this presentation came from, that experience of trying to change from one person being responsible to sharing that experience and that responsibility across the whole management team, because they're the ones that are out there interfacing every single day with employees. So they're the key.
1: You know that's so important. You know, too often, especially um, new safety people or people who have recently appointed to that position as an HR professional with the additional safety hat or production manager, they get safety tossed at them. We try to play that role of safety cop, and we just run around, and it's inefficient, it's ineffective. And until we get to the core of our company and the culture and have total buy-in from everybody, it's never going to succeed. So, how do you start to deal with that? How do you get that buy-in from the production manager, the shipping manager, and HR, and bring them all together as part of your team?
0: It's a great question, Nick, and all of us are working hard to come up with those exact answers every day. But think about how do you move anything in an organization, right? How do you influence anyone to do anything? So whether it's safety or quality or increased production or new equipment adoption, I think you just think about how do I influence and lead within my organization, and safety is a
1: piece of that. Safety has always been a difficult piece sometimes to sell because when we talk about safety, you and I as safety professionals want to make sure everybody goes home in every day. And so does everyone else. But we look at it as top priority. But when I say, hey, I want you to invest $100,000 into a way to make it safer, they say, where's the, where's the return on investment? That's not always an easy piece sometimes. So we have to find different ways to influence people and sell what we're doing in the workplace. What's been your experience on selling safety and getting there? What, what are some of those tips and tricks that you've employed? As part of this.
0: I mean, you hit it, Nick, it's return on investment, right? So depending on what the situation is, you have to look at how many injuries are we preventing. And I think one of the biggest keys I ran into, it's not just the direct costs associated with injuries, but how do you pull in those indirect costs as part of that conversation? And right now, think about how difficult it is to hire. So if you lost your best operator to an injury, how's that going to impact the business? So there are costs we need to talk about and present that are not just the cost of that injury. And I think that's one of the keys we need to explore a little bit more. You
1: know, we often talk about that here at the Bureau, the, the iceberg effect, right? We only see that little top 10%, but there's all these little pieces we don't take into consideration. And I often talk about you know, your biggest injury threats in your organization typically are the new hires because they just don't know what they don't know. And then really the senior people who've just found too many shortcuts towards the end of their career, and they all come together into the perfect storm, right? But as we continue to cycle new employee through new employee through, there's a lot of hidden costs to that.
0: Absolutely. And that's what I think as a safety person, I wasn't initially taught to think it that way. I was taught about the regs and how do I go about making things safer, but I don't think we spend a good amount of time talking about the indirect costs that are even hard to capture. And, you know, think about the storm of, hey, I've got, I often take my new hires and I team them up with my senior people to train them how to do their job, right? And so if my senior people are maybe not doing it the way we'd hope they do, are they teaching those unsafe shortcuts to the younger people? So I think that's a cost and opportunity that many of us don't really investigate thoroughly.
1: You know, and as we talk about safety being everyone's job, it's not just the manager's job it's the employee's responsibilities too. So what are some things you do to encourage and and get buy-in from the workers in the facilities that you work with?
0: You know, it's no different than how do you influence anyone, right? I've done a lot of conversations around leadership within safety and you take any business leadership book and just, it's not about just being a leader within business. It's a leader within safety and the exact same things that apply to being a leader in a business apply to leading in safety. So whether that's influencing your management team or your supervisory team or your employees, just take those basic business principles and you have to apply them across the board.
1: You know, and safety really needs to be part of that corporate culture. And and we often talk about, you know, what are your core values? What are your core principles? Do they incorporate safety? And then do you practice those on a daily basis in your organization? What's your thoughts behind safety being a core value, core principle?
0: Well, I think that Anyone that's been in safety knows it has to be one of our core values, right? If it's a priority, that means it's not consistent. So priorities change um, in our lives, in our businesses, and that's okay because the priorities are responding often to external impacts on us. A core value doesn't change. And so if I want my employees to go home safely, if I don't want their families to suffer, I have to find a way to make that a core value. And I need to hire for that. I need to reinforce for that. And we need to sometimes, unfortunately, fire for lack of support of safety as a core
1: value. And I think the other piece that we have to take into consideration is, do we walk that walk as leaders every day? Are we seeing the CEO? Are we seeing the plant manager? Are we seeing the supervisors really portraying and showing those core values in their daily actions and decisions?
0: Oh, I have so many... stories where I've been in a facility walking with a supervisor or a safety person. And unfortunately, they start to walk by what would appear to be an unsafe behavior. And they don't want to stop and address it because they have a schedule or they have a meeting that they're going to or they have a guest with them. Um, And the minute you walk by that, you just sent a huge message, right? You and I both know the message is "Eh, it's not that important.
1: Yeah, we have to address it when we see it. Saying nothing is the same as saying yes often. And that's where the culture starts to break down and change. I and mean, we have to even make those tough decisions, I think, as leaders sometimes to make sure the job is done right, even when the pressure is on us from that external customer and meet a deadline. Can we meet the deadline, but can we meet it safely with the core values and processes that we have in place?
0: I'm working with one customer, and what we recognize is that many of their injuries come from what we're going to call non-routine tasks. You know, they are things that we don't do every week, and so we're good at it, and we're going to all jump in and help, but they have found if they just take five minutes, no more than five, it's not necessary, but take five minutes and talk about, okay, we don't do this every week, what are the risks? They find that they've addressed a lot of, oh, I didn't realize that. And hopefully prevented a lot of injuries.
1: Now, I've talked a lot recently about with the change in generations coming in the workplace and the need to really have point of operation training. And as we shift from building widget A to widget B or production one to production two, taking that five minutes to make sure setup's right, make sure the safety instructions were clearly articulated, it increases uh, or I should say decreases safety incidences, increases productivity, and increases quality just by taking a couple minutes, which maybe seem counterproductive to some production managers that we're going to cut time out of their work. But the end result, I think, is greater for that organization.
0: Yes, I agree with you. It is hard because safety often is looked at as it's another investment before I get that return. But you and I have both seen Nick, that when you take that time, you're right. You're going to have a safer, safer outcome. You're going to have more productivity And you're going to have a better quality because you've now been clear in the expectations. I think also, too, with the new generation, I mean, it's really a communication about, hey, I care about you. And I care about the mission of the company and what we're our ultimate product. And that's important to many people in our workforce these days. And so there's a a little benefit when it comes to that as well, I believe.
1: As the world changes and things continue to change, I know that staffing is always an issue and we have all these pieces that we're fighting against. And and I see injury trends rising right now here in 2022 because people are working more, expected more to get done. And so that starts to wear on people. As we get ready for Safety Congress and we get ready for this amazing speech and presentation that you're gonna give that I'm really excited about being part of, what is something that I can do as a leader, other leaders that are listening, what is something they can implement today to start making safety part of everyone's job as they prepare to come to Ohio Safety Congress?
0: That's a great question. I think if every leader, when they walked out on the floor, asked a percentage, even one person, what could I do to make your job safer today? That would go so far because it's telling them, hey, I care. Two, it makes them think about safety. And you may or may not get some real concrete ideas initially, but I think then you're going to start getting hazard recognition and solutions that are being provided. So if we just all did that one thing, I think we could make some tremendous changes between now and uh, March.
1: Hey, you know what? I challenge all of you listening to implement that. And maybe even when we get into Ohio Safety Congress and we join Diane's uh, presentation, throw some of those comments in the chat. What did you find? What was successful from you from uh, implementing this one little tip and trick? And then obviously you want to catch the rest of that at her presentation of all the other things you can do to make safety everyone's job in your organization. Diane, I appreciate you being here, but before we take off, tell me a little bit about what you do at SafeX and what SafeX is.
0: Oh, I'd love to. SafeX is a small industrial hygiene safety and environmental consulting firm. So we actually partner with those that want to improve safety culture or have a need to support their health and safety team with a particular task. So we've been around for 30 years this year, and every year I've been at safety.
1: That is awesome. If we want more information on SafeX, where do we find that at?
0: You can jump on the website, of course, but we all have to do that. So that's www.SafeX, S-A-F-E-X, and the tricky part, it's .us, like United
1: States. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for all the great information. I am really looking forward to your presentation. I hope everyone out there listening hops on Ohio Safety Congress. And once again, you can register at www.OhioSafetyCongress.com. March 9th and 10th is coming up soon, and we will see everyone there. Until then, be safe.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.